economic climate. Is that the right way to say it? Mm -hmm. Economic climate? Yeah. You have a climate? Mm -hmm. There's a climate. It's cold. Is it uh, climate change? Is it economic, economic climate change? There isn't. Is that a weird thing? It is. And it's not warming. It's definitely, yeah, definitely it's not cooling. warming. It's, it's cooling. cooling. It's cooling In off. this case, it's cooling. Mm -hmm. Winged Podcast, GooseDigital.com, episode 82. Who do we have? Chris O'Neill. Kevin Butler. Robin Kroll. Michael Turksani. All right. Back Hello. together. Back together. Yeah, we, we weren't sure if we were going to have you back. <laughs> you guys back. But we... <laughs> we looked at me when you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was directing mm, yeah. predominantly maybe, in maybe your direction. Not. Yeah. Um, but you're back, so we're happy. Everybody's happy. <laughs> All right. right. Good. Um... And you're back from Insurance Business Awards Canada. Yep. Enjoyed that. Night Not last the night. U.S. Business Awards, no. the Canadian no. Awards. Canadian. Canadian. We yeah. sat at a table with some people from New Brunswick, uh, from BC. It was wow. like from people from all over, uh, all over Canada. A national and table. Yeah. Okay. There was a fair bit of uh, liquid uh, happiness being consumed as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Sure was. Now, is that bigger than it's been? Was it bit? Was it bigger? Than it, it felt big. It felt like yeah. it felt well attended. Like it, it felt a little bit like sort of the IBAO thing in the sense that like everybody was really excited about being back in the being same out, yeah. same places again. And cool. uh, mm -hmm. yeah, good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you look in pretty good shape for uh, six thirty in the morning. We're shooting this podcast at six thirty a.m. <laughs> on the dot. BC BC yeah, time. BC time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we want to get into marketing attribution because. Uh, I think with the current economic climate, is that the right way to say it? Mm -hmm. Economic climate? Yeah. You have a climate? Mm -hmm. There's a climate. It's cold. Is it uh, climate change? Is it economic, economic climate change? There is an is that a weird thing? It is. And it's not warming. It's definitely, yeah, definitely it's not cooling. warming. It's, it's cooling. cooling. It's cooling In off. this case, it's cooling. It's also tightening. Yeah. Ah, Pressure's yeah. coming in. Yeah. yeah. So we, everybody's being asked like, show me the results right before we invest and a few of our if we invest if we invest so if, yeah. you, if you can't show results it's gone mm. if you can show results we will measure it against other results and then determine uh like the level of impact to justify the spend and then even then it's still not guaranteed even if you can show it actually helps and supports the business objectives yeah so we have a bunch of deals that are now kind of zeroing in on this for themselves. That's part of what they they want to know. And then for a bunch of our clients, mm -hmm. right? That, and not not that we weren't we didn't have this before, but it's come up as a topic. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we actually measure the impact of what we're doing? It's a, a heightened attention, right? Yeah. On it. Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, because everybody's looking again at their at their budgets and their books. They're looking at 2023 and then they're mm -hmm. scrutinizing what did we do, you know, last year? What was that investment worth? What did it actually pay out? Yeah. Um a lot of people have the systems in place to be able to drive that information from the systems, but have they been doing it? No, because they've been too busy just kind of looking after the top line. So it's been like just, you know, now they, they recognize now and, you know, some of our customers are realizing they've got that, you know, that capability of measuring, but, um, you know, time to, time to look at it. So these out there, I think, um, there, I'd have, I'd have one tweak to some of the, you said they've got the data in the systems. I think in some cases, some of these organizations are coming to us and perhaps other similar agencies and asking the question, do we actually have the data? to be able to measure impact. 
because I think there are some organizations who aren't sure whether mm-hmm. whether it's they're not sure how to measure it or if they do know how to measure it, but they don't quite know how to pull the data out to effectively look at performance. I think they could probably articulate kind of big picture as in I want to see where we've invested, which campaigns have actually driven the most qualified leads or opportunities. So they can mm-hmm. articulate that, but they're not able to really clarify where does that data live? How would we knit that data together and mm-hmm. um, not even artic- and then not be able to do that? And I think that's where we're being called in and we're adding, being able to add a lot of support, um, you know, having the expertise across the different platforms, right? Because we're talking about marketing automation and we're talking about CRM. Yep. We're talking about different digital channels, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where, where leads are being sourced. And being able to pull that together and pull that together on a report that is digestible uh, because not only it's not only the marketing team that has to be able to understand this, but they need to be able to show that to their senior leadership. That's so I right. think that's yeah. part of the conversation as well. A huge part of it. And we've talked about this a lot over the years in various podcasts, but you might be able to explain the impact and articulate and even show to marketers, but it kind of gets lost in the chain when it goes back to their executive team, just what the impact is and how do they explain it. And we're getting brought into those conversations a lot too to help support uh, impact validation, if that's such a term. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to have, so one of the things you brought up was, do they have the data? You know, are they able to actually measure what they, they have mm-hmm. in, in, in their environment? And I think that, man, in a lot of cases we get brought in and, the the technical tracking, if you want to call it that, the the channels, as you said, Robin, to map to into the CRM, you know, I would call that kind of just the ability to sort of properly report is all messed up, mm-hmm. right? Probably a lot of it is in the actual technical t- tagging and tracking that that has gone into making it so that we can actually see sessions and all this kind of stuff coming from the paid net paid paid networks and properly interpret well what is a conversion what is an action that we care about within analytics google analytics or one of these systems but then beyond that it's like how are you tying in to your crm you know and being able to then have that as like your starting point it's like well how would you even have your infrastructure in place to roll your campaigns through is a huge piece that is often broken when we get in there sure yeah, and I'm just thinking of some instances where once we get in there, we're actually just able to discover where some of the gaps are. Um, so, uh, you know, where, where data is not being inputted, either it's not being captured properly, um, and then there's human intervention as well. So not being able mm-hmm. to f- clearly see where all your leads are coming through, and then you're not able to see anything that happens further down the funnel. Well, it's... Uh... <laughs> all the systems to your point it's such a mess because there's been just such a, an explosion of uh marketing technologies and in, in the last we'll say 10 years but especially in the last five years from adoption and you know you know, sort of higher velocity of adoption in the last few years especially and i think if i can go off script i can go off script um do we have a script there's a real calling going on on budgets and then especially in, in martech budgets and i think a lot of the investments that have been made or they were considering making in all these um new martech tools 
are being questioned or in some cases cut if there's not a real connection between value it's creating and the mm-hmm. expense of it. And I almost wonder um, somewhat selfishly if the the output of that and call it six to 12 months is slightly streamlined data inputs. Because like some of these tech stacks we see, there's like 15 tools and you're like, holy, yeah, holy moly. Like how do we actually find a way to articulate and report and streamline all these different data touches and how they look in these tools into a CRM, into a reporting tool, mm-hmm. if there's a third-party attribution tool or whatever, what does that all look like? It's like the craziest sort of like workflow diagram you've ever put together. And I almost wonder, because of this calling, does it kind of simplify and streamline a bit? And most people's tech stacks now actually resemble something a bit more normal and less convoluted. It's about, we have three or four key inputs. Maybe. One of the real, like, I think one of the real problems with the culling or the the sort of like the the um, reduction, particularly in marketing budgets, is that the thing that'll get cut is the branding piece. Mm-hmm. And when you cut the branding piece, like I know attribution, attribution is really important and knowing where the, the person first technically connected with the, uh, you know, with the organization is really important. Mm-hmm. But how can you tell where they really connected? Like they may have connected through some branding piece, like they, they may yes. have seen it at some other point point so like the the question is like you know when you start cutting back on that on that area on that area of 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 outreach on the branding side how big of an impact are you going to have on your on your act like as your attribution software sort of picks that stuff up that's going to drop as well it's going to be blamed on the wrong thing for the most part i would fully agree with that i think um some organizations may still have a philosophy that brand is important to us like some of the tech companies like We've recently talked about whether it's Salesforce or Chili Piper, like their brand is really important as a differentiator. Does, I could see general cutbacks, but I could still see them doing it at a percentage relative to future spend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, the, the only thing I was going to say is we have, we have a client right now, one of my favorite clients that I work with. Um, we're in the process of launching a kind of cool brand to awareness from like brand to pipeline. We're calling them cohorts, and we've got an approach where we're we're going out and starting with awareness and branding plays. Super, super, it's like the toppest of top funnel, and we're monitoring, measuring, and we're pulling people down so that we can actually attribute eventual conversions from that first touch of brand. So if you're good at it and you actually know how to measure this, then we can validate it, and so mm-hmm. it's a totally viable, legitimate um, marketing cost provided we see value but at least we can track to understand is it working or not but we're looking at it in cohorts so where where you start at the top of this branding play and you work your way down great cohort one it's a roughly six to eight week process all in it's going to encompass somewhere between six and eight touches and then we go on to the next cohort and we're going to try and iterate and do other things like that but we're calling it cohorts anyway yeah i'm glad you brought up like a smaller example or like a smaller brand example than you know some of those ones that you raised because i think those organizations probably have invested in their brand mm-hmm. and will continue to whereas it's the, the average, two mentalities right yeah. yeah whereas the average i think business especially the ones that we talk to that are getting squeezed and they've already been in um you know growth mode from an investment perspective are now cutting their teams you know so to your point they're going to be looking at cutting all kinds of cost and they're probably zeroing in on lead gen as like the one thing that they might want to keep going if they think that it works but then what are they sacrificing it's not just cost too i think one of the things that gets talked about a lot you know there's it feels like every day there's like a big tech layoff right Mm -hmm. and 
one one of the things you you first think is well they're probably cutting whether it's ad spend or martech spend or whatever but they're also cutting people who would run those programs sure and in some cases those cuts run a bit deeper and then those people are doing what any organization would call a critical marketing function to mm -hmm. support revenue growth and driving creation whatever you want to call it and i think some of the question around attribution is who is going to do that now because those growth goals for these companies perhaps they've been slashed a bit but they still have to grow and i think that's kind of where i was going with like the whole first touch last touch you know thing around being able to measure your marketing program at various kind of points along the way is that i i almost think it it the the spends were so out of control that mm -hmm. you know you didn't like you said Chris at the beginning it's like the the pipeline for these companies may or may not have been growing but potentially not easily to understand marketing's overall contribution so I think it's less about within your marketing program and picking out oh brand uh, you know funnel stage spend to pipeline growth it's more like what's our overall marketing spend to pipeline creation we don't care if you guys are spending a bunch up here or down there what does that look like and they're having a hard time even producing that and i think it's so upside down for a lot of these companies that they're investing huge dollars and it just doesn't make sense you know at some point now they're coming along saying we don't have the money to keep you know spend at all costs or this type of concept now we need to dig down and make sure that your you know whatever we're spending on marketing to our overall pipeline and revenue growth you know how you're doing that i think is like you guys should know you i think the marketing team should have a decent understanding where we should make better investments but i don't i think the knee jerk reaction from the business is like cut brand or cut these other elements but they almost i think it's 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 a symptom that they don't understand just generally how is our marketing um and and to be able to look at it as just a ratio to revenue i think is a is a is a simplistic and almost investor way to look at it that is now what's getting the pressure it's on one angle we have to be able to look at it and say it's not just about you know we've spent x on marketing we've got this type of revenue new revenue it's got to be about our marketing has produced this impact on the pipeline yeah. and we can now understand that impact on the pipeline you know and like when i was yes I fully agree with that. I think when I said like it's one angle, you have to look at things from all sorts of different perspectives to get the full understanding. And so is it an efficient spend? Perhaps like a lot of marketing departments, they can't even correlate actions with pipelines. So if you are, in your example, if you are able to show a level of impact on what marketing does in pipeline creation, you're already ahead of what? A lot of marketing groups. So that's good. But mm. then is it like an efficient spend? Are we increasingly becoming inefficient it costs us more to drive the same quality of leads and ops this year as last sure things like that but the other thing i wonder too is we talk about this a lot especially if you have sort of mid-market or enterprise sales cycles it's going to take six to maybe eight months to really recognize the spend from say two three quarters ago what the impact is today not even on deals closed but just actual validated yeah. real ops mm -hmm. so one of the things i wonder a year ago at this time the raises were coming hot and heavy, bigger than we've ever seen. We know the story. Salary raises, you mean? No, like the oh, capital, oh, raises. capital raises. The yeah, but yeah. the ability yeah. to inject more into these uh, marketing programs in part, increase headcount, sure. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And here we are less than a year later in some cases from those big raises. We wouldn't likely have seen the impact of what they invested in and we're still cutting. So what does that say? Like, I'd be curious to know in six more months for a lot of these huge companies that have made cuts, 
like was it validated or did we actually see flow through on more efficient pipeline creation from the stuff that their teams and programs are doing prior to those cuts like i think that's an interesting thought i don't know what that would well, say but it's interesting i think they're really looking at what's happening at the very top which is the investment and what's happening at the very bottom and they're protecting right? for the future yeah yes. but they don't see everything that's happening in the middle and and i think it goes to um I guess a, a larger uh, a challenge that I've seen with so many of our clients or prospects is just this uh, this lack of reporting, right? So mm -hmm. that's kind of like the the global totally. issue is yep. that the the amount of money that's being invested in in trying to drive business and the ability to track that is being largely ignored where you would think that if you're going to be investing this money, you need to make sure you're investing in the ability to uh, see the impact uh, of those dollars. And I, you know, what we're talking about are really a lot of the, the specifics and how we've been measuring. I think some of the conversations we're having are just this, this baseline reporting and not having that in place, yep. which I always find quite, quite shocking that, that, that That's hasn't marketing been part teams of not Marketing teams don't have the i think it's kind of like what we were just talking about around the 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 tactics they don't have their own grip on the right. tactics that they're performing to say i know that these tactics that we're already performing are running at this rate so it's it's before it even leaves the marketing team and has to be presented to the business unit it's like we don't even understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, we're either moving too fast or we got too much going on or we just don't even have the plumbing or the, yeah. or the time to sit down and think strategically about how would we look at this? I mean, obviously we need to understand our deal flow, but I'm talking at a tactics level. And to your point, Kev, like some of these things are going to take longer. So how is a marketing mm -hmm. team breaking down and saying, like we're pooling out and we're looking at a certain level of, you know, LinkedIn brand awareness spend. And this is kind of like, how we're going to look at it each quarter. So they themselves can sort of sit down and say, no, no, we think it's really valuable. Like we're seeing video views mm -hmm. ever escalating. Right. We're not chart paying all that much. And we're, we're using this in a certain way, you know, then they feel good about it and then they can defend it. But I think so many of these teams, they don't even have a grip on what they're doing. Well, they don't know what they're doing. And then, and then the, if, if, if they decide, so if, if they, if they talk to the, to, to the, the stakeholders, which are generally like, you know, growth, you know, sales, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Sales and accounting. And they look at that stuff and they say, well, if you guys are attributing the, the, uh, first touch to, uh, an email send out or, or, or something that is like specific and, and we had them in our, our system that was considered first touch, we're going to cut the brand. We're going to yeah. cut the brand stuff and that's oh. going to, that's going to have a huge impact. So like, when will we know, when will we know that things went the wrong way with that meeting that's taking place right now, yeah. maybe in six months, more likely in a year, yeah. because uh, all of a sudden things will just dry up. So it's like, that's, that's the real kind of risk that people have when they're looking at marketing, they're looking at the, uh, at the attribution that they don't have and like over attributing to things that are just not right. Yeah, and part of why it's so it's I think they're in we're in this world is that it's so difficult to get I think two things one getting the call it reporting call it mm -hmm. the attribution plumbing reporting set up to begin with so mm -hmm. hey we have from a marketing team we have everything kind of laid out in front of us that we could in theory go and look at it and and, and start to dig in and then the second thing is the time it takes to actually 
optimize these things and yeah. dig into them and, and, and unpack insights, right? Yeah. It's like you're asking your marketing team to go back and look at, you know, a, going back to your example, you know, a dozen hand raisers and, you know, what are we thinking around subject lines and content of the, of the email body and, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, that's going to take hours and hours and hours from someone to go and actually unpack all of that. And do they have that time? Have they set aside no. that time every single quarter? No. And then oh. you multiply that by everything you're doing. It's PPC. It's, it's your, it's your, you know, your brand channels, all this stuff. It's like, who is actually sitting down and, 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 and digging into all this. That's no. partly what we, you know, we've got our team available to our clients to help do that work. I have you know? literally never in my entire career met a marketer who's like, yeah, I have free time. No. And, and with all these cuts and whatever else, they have less time because now they're absorbing more yeah. responsibility from those they've uh, survived, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I think just what you were saying, Mike, Robin and I have this sort of this, this new framework we've put together called in the last four or six months, and we've shown it to clients. We're like, this is how you can think about um, attribution on that sort of brand and awareness piece, how you can think about engaged leads, converted leads, uh, and even through to like more of a, a, a secondary level of sophistication as far as pipeline impact, uh, attributed revenue one, things like that. And we've presented this a number of times, and each time the clients, it's like their eyes open, they're like, it's like that's what they haven't been able to articulate what they've always needed. And, that's what they and want. you can see them starting to kind of connect. Okay, well, for that, I think I would pull metrics from here and here. And usually they're kind of right. It's just like they needed that like guidance to say, mm -hmm. get there. And of course, we can support that with with our expertise and say, ah, eh, you wouldn't do it there. You do it here. Or yes, you're, you're right along how you're thinking about it. But they need know, the guidance, the push in the right direction. That's a, that's a huge one for sure. The, the other thing, I saw this on LinkedIn. This isn't my thought, but I, I did agree with it. They were like, the number one thing all new marketers should do, like the best piece of advice you could give, go get to know and understand your CFO or controller. Make a relationship and inroads with them so you can have more transparent conversations around the things that you're doing and the expectations they would have to see what you're doing. They'll help you fill in. I need to justify this and this and this. That That's revenue conversation. But yeah. like, I can tell you like when I was in school for marketing, they didn't. There's no. zero integration of like, I didn't even know what a CFO was I, coming I, out of Yeah, school. I think that's, I think that's interesting because the CFO will give you a sense of how they are planning for this in their budget, right? If they're like, hey, this is how mm -hmm. we're looking at, mm -hmm. you know, certain, you know, ratios of revenue growth or whatever, right. they might be able to help you with that. But I do think that whether you're small or you're large and you've got, you know, money that you've raised in both cases, if you can't. If you can't go and actually say, this is the contribution that our mm -hmm. marketing is making. Um, and yeah, we've talked about early indicators of success and being able to showcase, you know, hey, we think we're getting there. I mean, ultimately, that's what it's about. That's what marketing is about. I think you know, too often these teams are just in the weeds. They're doing tactics and they're not even understanding that they are there to help drive growth and it's not their fault they're just doing what they need to do but the time it takes to do the analysis and the insights and take a step back think about the messaging and the revenue growth um you know these are all things that are super important right now and having an agency partner like goose digital that can come in and say you guys don't have the time to do the deep dives it's probably not a full-time job if we're being honest but you've got three or four major tactics that you're doing a quarter let us spend the time yeah. to dig through all this stuff and come out with how you should do things better next quarter. 
And, and the right, yeah, so then how to do things better next quarter, that's the other thing, right? It's the, now we've got everything together, we need to make the decisions, and that's also where we're being called in. You know, help us, help us uh, look at this data, make the decisions, and decide where to invest next quarter. Because that's ultimately what you're trying to do, is right, is you're, you're, you're trying to figure out how to uh, learn from what you've done, improve, and drive, continually drive improved value. But this is, um, you know, we can sit here and say, should have always been doing this from the start. And I think most people would say, well, yeah, that's, that's fair. But the reality is they haven't had to with the same level of scrutiny they're now seeing today and likely will for some time moving forward. Mm -hmm. So I think any, any marketer or, or marketing leader who's looking at their budgets beyond, I think you're going to have to allocate whether it's outsourced to an agency like Goose or whether it's internal because you have someone who can really wrap their heads around this, you're going to have to allocate time, budget, and resource towards being able to, on an ongoing basis, better articulate and prove that marketing spend and what they're doing is adding value towards those objectives. Like, yeah. And that's today, like in the last call, like three to five years, hasn't really been the focal point of focus, yep. but it is now. Yeah, I think yeah. we're going to find people that, and we'll wrap this up because uh, I know, I think Chris has a sales call. Mm -hmm. I do. Attribution? <laughs> Attribution. Yeah. Marketing lead. Will be marketing. now. But, but I, I was just going to say that um, I think we're going to see that, you know, marketing is challenging and people are going to get out of marketing. I actually think that we're going to see career changes. Like it's not as hot now. It's not as hot. You know, it's not as fat and happy. Mm. You know, we don't have these big, thick teams and big, thick budgets that we can just start to play with stuff. And people are going to be like, I came out of school and I really wanted to do marketing because I heard it was cool in TikTok. And now it's like, well, what do you mean revenue growth? What do you mean we got to well, add actually, value? Actually, on that quickly, though, I think because sales and marketing is always kind of like stapled together in marketing school, it's like sales is a division of marketing, like advertising or whatever. And sales programs will say marketing sports you. And it doesn't matter. But I think a lot of people, like young people, will choose marketing. Because like I don't want to go in sales. I don't, I don't, I don't have want to hold a bag. Yeah, is that what they to... used to say, Chris? Hold a bag, carry a bag. <laughs> carry a bag. <laughs> what was the bag? Was it a bag of cash? There was actually a bag. Is uh, it an ode to the business? I don't was... know. <laughs> You're walking around with a bag of cash. That's now all that stuff is digital. Now you just have to have a bag of stuff to kind of show people. Oh, that's a carry a bag. Yeah, carry oh, a it's bag. like the briefcase. Oh, okay. Anyways, the point yeah. is, they, they they would make a decision. Say, I don't want to be in sales. I don't want to have to sell and too much and pressure. Sales tactics and hold a. Digital bag, bag, digital bag. But marketing is that now. Marketing has bag. quotas, mm -hmm. whether it's in the form of leads, revenue support, or whatever. Like I would say in five to 10 years, marketing is probably most companies, not even the super, super advanced ones, but even more like legacy industries, they're going to say marketing should be contributing 50% of the revenue in like five yeah. to 10 years, maybe five, five, 10. And so you are in sales now if you're in marketing. And I wonder to your point though, if people are like, that's the kind of pressure I didn't want. Yeah. And they say, I, I don't want to do that. Because yeah, TikTok's cool and fun. You can have super creative campaigns. It still has to point back to value. And you're going to have to be able to prove that. So cool. you are in sales. Attribution Marketing 101. Sales. Marketing attribution 101. <laughs> Can we do a, con, uh, a podcast on carrying a bag mark carrying marketing <laughs> well, carries what? the bag now I'm talking about what's in that bag I think and just so. you know what's in the cmo bag? the rude awakening marketing now carries a bag <laughs> the bag wow. a bag i can't remember which bag it is but so i think we need to do it marketing yeah. is sales i think we need to we need to do it and uh marketing's getting tucked under sales now okay mm. it's getting tucked under sales 
not the other way around. So whatever you learned in school. I think marketing's being tucked under uh, the CFO, but that's uh, yeah. That could be another discussion. Under the thumb. We'll talk about who who's got the bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whose thumb? All right. Good job. Thanks, everyone. We'll see Peace you next out. time.